Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you. Wow, what an amazing time we're going to have today. I'm so excited, man, because the book of Revelation is a radical book. It's the uh, book that we believers understand to be to the seven churches of the apocalypse. And the churches of the seven cities were recipients of the apocalypse letter from the Lord Jesus through, through John. And they were a letters of warning to the people of God and were exhorted to remain faithfully in the adversity that we believers face in the end times. And these churches held significant roles in the spread of Christianity in Asia Minor and etc. As a role to, uh, basically it was a transportation network back then, Asia Minor, and where the location was. And the word of God went on to Pergamos and Smyrna, Ephesus, and all through Asia, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, and Thyatira, which was the churches, seven churches, and throughout the Mediterranean area. And John was a beautiful man who loved God, who loved Jesus Christ, and he served Jesus Christ, and he was persecuted. They tried to cook him in oil. And he escaped and he went to the island of Patmos to write the book of John orchestrated by an angel sent to John to bore, to bore record. This is the word of God. John was a recorder, a witness of, test, of the testimony of Jesus Christ. He had visions, insight of the spiritual world. And listen, it, it, it's crazy because he was casted on an island of Patmos where he basically did prison time, 18 months. You could call it the, the uh, his modern day Alcatraz. And there is where the visions and insight of the spiritual war, world was given to John. And it does exist. We can't see it uh, with our natural eyes, but we, we can... See it if God allows us and opens our eyes to our spiritual eyes. It's a spiritual realm and it's a radical spiritual realm. It's a eternal realm. And this realm of the spirit is, you know, it's basically past, present, and or the future. And so, so basically what John was doing was God was opening his eyes to the spiritual realm. And it's a blessing because the book is radically filled with so many nuggets man and so many interpretations a lot of pastors and a lot of churches they get it wrong or they get it right and so there's only one way to get it and that's through jesus christ's his way and through the love of christ's eyes it's a love letter it's a radical love letter explaining what we're going through right now <laughs> it's we're going through a lot of stuff this is the end times i believe um as we see, uh, you know, John was banished and stuck on the island of Patmos. And the Romans used to place banished criminals who were really forced to work hard labor in the mines and quarries, you know, on that island because Christians were regarded as criminals. And so the Roman emperor, Domitian ruled in AD 81 and the, and the apostle John was banished there in AD 95 and he suffered from harsh treatment. And 
he did 18 months there. And there's where he wrote the book of Revelation. And so, Lord, we come before you, Father, and growing in his word. We ask, Lord, that you, Father, speak to us in your name, Jesus. Allow your revelation to be brought upon our eyes so that our eyes can be open to see the spiritual realm, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys, and welcome to Growing in His Word, man. Listen, this is going to be a radical chapter, man. It's, it's, you know, we've seen the death and the resurrection, man. We talked about the book of Acts. We talked about other things, but uh, we've seen the ascension, ascension in, of Jesus Christ. And, the, you know, we've seen the, the redemption from sin, eternal life. For believers and unbelievers, we saw... They were both urged to repent, and, and basically they were overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And those who obey are a royal priesthood for the Lord. Man, we've seen that, and I want to re-educate, re, re, uh, you know, emphasize this, that the power of the Holy Spirit John is seeing in Revelation is great visions, and it's a crucial message that the church needs to hear. It's the spiritual realm of revelation and it depicts a, a divine struggle against Satan and his demons. Because the battle against the deceiver of the world and the accuser of our brethren has already been won by the blood of the Lamb. All that remains is for Satan and his followers to be sentenced to their just and eternal punishment by the Lord and their doom is sure to come. And I'm not here to say, oh, look, at you're all going to burn hell. No, this isn't what the book of Revelation is about. It's a warning and an unveiling of the radical, most faithful God, Jesus Christ. It's to show who he is and what he is and what he has for the seven churches and more so for me and you and understanding the last day's message. In the end, because Jesus is the only one to receive authority to judge the earth. And so the letter basically uh, comes from him and centers on him. And it begins with the vision of the glory of wisdom and power. It basically portrays his authority over the entire church. He is the lamb who was slain and declared worthy to open the book of judgments in chapter 5. But it's the same Jesus who will pour out his righteousness, wrath on the whole earth, like it says in chapter 6 through 18. But it's the same Jesus who will return in power to judge his enemies and to reign as the Lord over all forever. So we... See, in chapter 1, Revelations chapter 1, it says, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, his servants, underline that, believers, you are his servants, things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to bear servant, John, who bore witness to the word of God, and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keeps those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Time is short compared to eternity. I remember when I was 10 years old. I'm in my late 40s now. Time goes fast. 
Time is short, but eternity is forever. Eternity goes forever. It never ends. It's almost like we, we want something so fast. We wait, we want it, we want it. Then it comes and then we don't want it no more. It's like, wow, it's, it's over. But, the, but eternity is forever. It's the radical part where eternity, the eternal realm is timeless. It's, it's, it's a never-ending spiritual state in heaven where you're for it's it's eternity it's it's radical but god is going to come and judge the nations jesus christ is going to come jesus is the spirit of prophecy his person victory and the rule results in worship and praise throughout the whole book of revelations christ is going to direct the churches and he's going to describe the wrath of the lamb his judgment to the sinful world he's going to come listen it's prior to his second coming. He, you know, this is the focus on the last times. It's, it's, you know, it's completed by a brief description of the Lord's thousand year reign, his judgment of of, of the entire existing created order, and his eternal rule. You see, it's happening. Satan is going to lose, but this is the battle, not for us, but for God. Jesus Christ is waking us up and saying, look, this isn't your battle, but be awake because persecution is going to happen. And, and listen, you know, I, I, I hear pastors and they, oh, you're going to burn in hell. Oh, you're going to do this. Oh, you're going to, man, get off of it. Let the Holy Spirit work. Revelation is a word meaning unveiling or disclosure. It indicates that it's it's a it, you know that this book is a, is a it's a type of literature known as apocalyptic because it's going to go boom boom things are going to happen in the end we see it but make no mistake about it it's not about us it's about Jesus and unveiling Jesus the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants Things which must shortly take place, and he, and he's and listen to this. And he sent his signif- uh, signified by his angel to his servant John, and who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all the things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keeps those things which are written in it. For the time is near. Our time is near. Earth is short. It's not going to last forever. But the next verse, says, greetings to the seven churches. He's saying, John, to the seven churches. He's saying, which are in Asia. Seven means completed. Sheva in Hebrew. It's the symbolic number of completeness. And the Greek word is fully mature. And so we have the seven days a week. We have the seven churches. Seven is the oracle number of God. It's the numer. It's 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 the it's seven is always brought up throughout the Bible. The seven bowls of the wrath of God. It's amazing. It's symbolic, but it's real. It's 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 happening. And so we go to where he talks about grace to you and peace from him who is. And who was, listen, and who was, and who is to come. 
It doesn't say he's going to come and uh, rip the church apart. I mean, he's going to judge. But listen to this. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Listen, Jesus is the faithful witness. You know, uh, with the witness in the, in the Greek word is martis, martyrer, one who dies for their faith or who is willing to die for it. Jesus is the faithful witness uh, uh, of what God is. See, Jesus Christ was this precious, perfect lamb who died for us and wants to know us. He wants to grow us, show us his mercy and love and compassion, but he wants to open our eyes to what's going on in the last days. And this is a opening to the book of Revelations. But he wants us to be complete. He wants us to be complete. Listen, who is to come and who is from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Listen, he's telling them before he even gets started. He's saying, look, Jesus Christ came, died for us on the cross, and he's washed us from our sins. We don't got to worry about our, our past anymore because Satan will use our past to rob our future. He's saying, look, the, first, the firstborn from the dead guarantees that Christians' futures resurrection through his own resurrection. You understand what I'm saying? Basically, what I'm trying to say is that though he is the rightful ruler, Christ will not fully exert his authority and over the basically over the kings of the earth. We're talking about Matthew chapter 28, but we're going to get into that later. For now, I want to talk about he guarantees the Christian's future and resurrection through his own resurrection, basically through the blood of the cross. We are resurrected, we are resurrected, redeemed. We are, we are redeemed through the blood of the cross, through our, our, our nasty sins. Listen, but he's saying to the churches, listen, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Jesus Christ is faithful. He's the faithful witness. He's the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth. Listen, to him who loved us, he washed us from our sins in his own blood. Listen, believers, you want to be complete? Stop. Jesus said that I am, I am. I am forever the past, future. I am, I am. You see? We believers need to stop and say, Lord, redeem us. That's it. Redeem us, move on. Allow him to love us. Allow him to restore us. Allow him to speak to us. Allow him to feed us and help us to be obedient in us. We need to be obedient in, and that's the key. Basically, for him to live in us so that we can be obe obedient, obedience in us. Jesus desires obedience. He's faithful when we're not faithful. Hebrews 11 talks about it, the honor of faith. Listen, 
It says in verse 7, it says, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. It's simple. People try to make the book of Revelation so hard and so, you know, I, I can't understand it. I, you know, I get that a lot every time I'm trying to witness to people. Oh, I've, I've heard about the book of Revelation. I don't know. It's scary to me. Oh, I'm, I don't want to hear it. I'm scared. Scared? This is a love letter. Listen, man. They, look, verse 7 says, behold, he's coming. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> what do you mean you're scared? With the clouds and every eye will see him. Every eye will. It's, 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 it's the rapture. Well, it's not in the Bible, the rapture. No, it is. Harpazo. It, it means to be caught up. It's Greek. It's harpazo. H-A-R-P-Z-O or something like that. I learned it in college. Listen, harpazo, to be caught up. I'm still scared. Don't be scared. It's a love letter. He's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him and they who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even also I am. All the, Israel, all the Hebrew tribes will mourn, the 12 tribes. Because they know, in the end, Yeshua is the Hamashiach. But it's not a, a bad letter. Listen, he's coming with the clouds. Daniel's vision of the Son of Man in Daniel chapter 7, 13, and Matthew chapter 24, 30, Jesus is applying Daniel's vision to his glorious second coming. In Matthew chapter 24, 30, and Acts chapter 1, verse 11, I read that, the whole book, remember? Every eye indicates that Christ will be universally visible at his second coming. In contrast with his first coming in Bethlehem. So the phrase, basically here, it's pierced. It pierced him. That's when they when he was crucified. Don't you remember Zechariah's prophecy that Israel will come to a point of mourning? They rejected Messiah. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. In fact, all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they'll regret their unbelief. They're gonna be like, Why didn't I believe? I'd rather sip on the booze bottle 24-7. Why did I do this? And they will be rejected in the end because they have not received Jesus Christ and became born again. That's the truth, my friends. Whether you like to believe it or not, this isn't a condemnation message. This is a simple fact that Jesus Christ loves you and he wants you to say, hey, I'm done. I'm tired. This is the only way that I can live a life of happiness. Listen, Jesus wants to complete you. Will you let him? This is the excitement letter for us believers, us Messianic Jews, that Jesus Christ is going to come in the clouds, will be caught up, herpazo, and we will be caught up with Jesus Christ in the second coming will be radical and it'll be awesome. Listen, he says in verse eight, he says, I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the almighty. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ loves us so much. You know, uh, he loves us with an everlasting love. And, you know, I hear this all the time of non-believers. They, they, they have an excuse because they don't want to be obedient to Christ. And they, or they pick apart the message of the pastor and they always have something negative to say about the sermon. It's not because, <laughs> it's not because of the pastor. Maybe it is some bad pastors. It's because the non-believers doesn't want to realize that Christ is God. And that is why we have so much sin in this world. Because non-believers, most non-believers, like myself at one point, when I was a non-believer, I just I wanted to live in the safety pin of sin. And that's where God said, no, you can't live this way anymore. You must come to me. You must receive me in love in order to be born again. Or to receive the, the joy that John chapter 1 talks about. First John. There's joy when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart. And there's joy knowing that Christ is going to provide for you. And the seven spirits, one of the Holy Spirit, actually, the Bible talks about. The Holy Spirit is so powerful that we believers underestimate how powerful the Holy Spirit is. And so, verse 9 says, I, John, both, I, John, I, he's talking about himself, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the on this island, on the island that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He did 18 months on that island and he was filtered through an angel. An angel came and revealed to him and he bore record and witness of the testimony of Jesus Christ. This letter is a real letter. It was sent to John by an angel and it was warning so many different things that we're going to get into. Because John's going to explain the apocalypse, the spirit, that the spiritual exaltation that he receives is in the visions is the apocalypse. And the seven churches relate today because this is the key factors of how a church and a body of Christ should operate. That's going to be in here also. I'm excited. This is a outline of uh, chapter one of Revelation and we're going to keep going because God is radical. Amen. He says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He was suffering like most believers and most believers are going to suffer in the future. I was in the spirit on the Lord day on, on, on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see write in a book, and send it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, 
in Thyatira, in Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. One like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. Wow! And his eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet were like fine brass, as it refined in a furnace. In his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth when a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's Daniel chapter 7, but we are going to go into that next week. We're going to stop, Okay. And we're going to get into that next week because Revelation is not a, a uh, book where we just stop, go, stop, go like that. We have to keep going and, and, the, and we will feed on to that next week. It's talking about, man, this is, this is radical, man. This is talking about Daniel 7 in comparison, but this is talking about Jesus. The long, the, the, Christ was fully man and fully God. The long garment and band is the glorified Christ dressed like a high priest. Look at Exodus, man, chapter 28. The white is basically, uh, you know, Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration. Matthew chapter 17, it's a similar, man. It's a purity. It's, it's Jesus Christ. It's for believers, man, to understand that we can overcome everything if we have Christ in our life. Jesus wants to bless you. This is Jesus it's all about Jesus and the love that he has for us, the purity. This is the, you know, purity that Jesus, we can come to Jesus for everything. But we also see the judgment. The fire indicates his righteous as well as his judgment of everything that's impure. Look at Daniel chapter 10, verse 6 and 1 Corinthians 3. And so his feet are like brass. It's the respect that, uh, it's basically the respect for, uh, uh, or power as well as his treading everything underfoot. See, look at 1 Corinthians 15, okay? And next week we're going to get into that, but we're going to, but I wanted to do an outline today just for the outline that Jesus Christ is talking to the seven churches. He's talking to us. He's talking to non-believers. He's talking to the world and he's saying, get ready. He's saying, I love you. Get ready. This is my love letter. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, it's about the bride and the bridegroom and the, it's, it's, it's filled with so many radical nuggets. But what you need to know right now is this is a real book, a record that was given to John and recorded for us. We're going to get into some radical stuff, man. We're going to see some radical chapters. We're going to talk about the lukewarm church. We're actually going to talk about the faithful church. We're going to talk about the dead church. We're going to talk about the, the, the loveless church next in chapter 2. <clears throat> We're going to get into it, man. We're going to talk about the compromising church, the corrupt church, the dead church. We're going to talk about the lukewarm. We're going to talk about the lamb the scrolls. We're going to talk about the end times. We're going to get into it. It's going to be radical, man. I'm blessed to say to you guys, you're going to enjoy this. 
It's going to be radical, man. I'm excited. But look, verse 7 says he's coming. Behold, he's coming with clouds and every eye will see him and every and even and even those who pierced him. You're going to be complete. Jesus is the faithful witness. We are his servants and we need to act like it. And yes, sometimes we fall short, but God is there to say, look, I died for you. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to be condemned by the devil because Jesus will convict our hearts to a more obedient walk in him. This is the key, believers. Walk in the spirit and you will have eternal happiness. You will be complete like the number seven, Sheva. You will have God's completeness in you if you receive the Holy Spirit and receive Jesus Christ basically in your life and walk. Walk, imitate him. Be like Jesus. Mock, mimic him. Mimic Jesus. Not mock him, mimic him. And the seven golden lampstands are, are going to represent the seven churches. And we see this. We need to be the light. We need to be more like Jesus and less of ourselves. We need to decrease and allow the Holy Spirit to increase and walk in His ways. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for this outline to the book of John. I'm sorry, the book of Revelations, Lord. Lord, John was uh, very, very skilled in what you've given him, Father, and we thank you for that. And so, Lord, I pray right now by your Holy Spirit that you bless the people who are listening to this sermon. Father, give them the eyes to open, the ears to hear, and the word to bank on, because your word, Father, is solid. You said in the beginning was the word, and, it, and, and you are God, Father. The word is you, Lord. And so we thank you for that. So right now, Father, I, I lift up all the countries that are suffering. I lift up the believers and the non-believers. I, I, I pray that you... Uh, pierce their eyes and their, and their ears so that they can hear and be loved and continue to love others in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys, man. And listen, growing in this word is uh, powered by Jesus and, and led by the Holy Spirit. We thank you for logging on and growing in this word, man. This is the outline of, of Revelations chapter 1. And we're going to get into some radical stuff. I can't wait to... Uh, get into this chapter with you guys God bless you guys and have a wonderful week next week we're really going to hit it hard we're going to talk about the seven lamps the, the seven lamps we're going to talk about you know we're going to talk about things that you normally don't hear man it's going to be radical and how it relates to the end times we're going to have guest speakers we're going to have uh, guest speakers on and it's going to be awesome and you're going to hear the, the, the radical love of Jesus Christ to you guys Amen. God bless you guys and have a wonderful week. And thank you for logging on to Growing in His Word. And remember, Jesus Christ loves you, man. And, and, and so do I.